0: Welcome to another sourced week in review on what is a Friday that's going to be about rugby league in Brisbane, the Broncos and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. My name is Michael Crutcher, Jordan McDonald. It's going to be a big night. will be a very big night. I'm very excited to, uh, to see he comes out on top. We'll come to that in this edition. Indeed. A few different things to cover. You know, I forgot to mention last Friday was St. Patrick's Day.
1: Yeah, you did. You said that straight after I you know. recording. I can't
0: believe it. As an old St. Patrick's College boy, mm. we used to get a day off for St. Pat's Day. Did you really? We did. We got a whole school day off. We did. It's it was the right. only advantage we got compared to these days when you get like three weeks winter holidays and all of that. Yeah. But I can't believe I forgot St. Patrick's Day so quickly. Anyhow, we spoke last week and it feels like the week before and the week before that about I know. artificial intelligence and chat GPT four. We spoke about the advances in that since we first mentioned Chat GPT here in December. But we've also looking at it just seems like there's things happening in AI all the time. Mm. And one thing that we stumbled across this week was the advances in, I guess you call it AI when it comes to images. Yes. So not just creating words when a user jumps on chat GPT and says, write me a poem mm. or, you know, write me an essay. It's also now you can ask a, a bot to create an image for you. Yeah. Um, and one of those ones that seems to be doing it is a site called Midjourney. As in MID Journey. You took Mid Journey for a spin this week. What happened? I'm very interested to see what happened with your experiment with Mid Journey.
1: Yeah, very interesting uh, time on Mid Journey there. So, the way you access it's a bit unorthodox too, because, you know, we had a look at it earlier. You you go on and you have to go through a Discord server, which has a bot that sort of automates everything. But we went on there, and what I found were some. um, some pretty weird uh, and amazing creations that people had, had submitted. And so I had to muck around too. Um, I think my very first prompt was uh, Michael Jordan, Adam Sandler, Donald Trump and Bart Simpson playing poker. Yeah, right. It really struggled to piece that one together and that's understandable. But um, we did an earlier one before the podcast and it was Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg having an arm wrestle in front of a crowd of reporters, and they yeah. did a reasonably good job at spitting something like out that, that
0: could it, pass, maybe? That was that was quite good, and, and one of the reasons we bring it up is because when we stumbled across it, we did say because there were images of Joe Biden yeah. and Donald Trump playing golf together.
1: Yes, happy and, as can
0: be. Yeah, looking really happy, <laughs> and they were so realistic, the images. The, the, they were, the sunlight and the shadows fell on them perfectly. Mm. They, they, they were – so and this was done in a matter of seconds. Yeah. And you could put that photo on the front page of a newspaper and you would have no reason not to think it was –
1: Yeah. You're tricking most people, I would, I would Yeah. Bet, I would
0: so bet. so you had Elon Musk
1: and Mark Zuckerberg and that didn't look too bad. That didn't look too yeah. bad, especially from a distance. But um, I think what we've found out is it has to be fairly specific about – what you want to create, rather than just giving it a, a sentence, you know, lift off some words, some environment, some surroundings, yeah. all that sort of thing. I also got to, I think you got to stick to relatively familiar terms. So you know, we tried our prime minister and Pauline Hanson. It really struggled to sort of pull that yeah, together. Yeah,
0: we, we wanted to see if they they could. Uh, create a yeah. meeting between Anthony Albanese and mm-hmm. Pauline
1: Hansen and they gave it a go, but they gave you could, it a go, but you yeah, know. it
0: doesn't, didn't look real. Yeah, it
1: was like the the early stages of a sketch. But um, when it comes to you know Donald Trump or President Biden, it has no issues with coming back. Something pretty impressive and very well detailed. Yeah. So I think that's that's really where the letdown is. But honestly, I reckon. Um, if you if, even if you go, go ahead with it in advances, I reckon there's still enough to, that most people could spot the difference if they looked at it long enough. so
0: That's the thing. I yeah. think there's probably two reasons we want to bring this up, and that's because there's continued advancement of mm. artificial intelligence. but like, like I used to think you know when we were in Illinois newspapers, we had such brilliant graphic artists, and we might want to do a cover up for a you know a, a weekend lift out mm. where we sort of looked in depth at issues. And you would need to brief your artist and they would do up a really good um, piece of artwork to yeah. stand alongside a story. But from what I can see when you were using Mid Journey, there's some pretty high quality stuff coming out oh, there yeah. within seconds yeah. of yeah. it being So you can get that. Plus also, if you're a school student, a uni student or whatever, mm. you can make, your assignments or your presentations look unbelievable yeah, with some of would.
1: those. There'd be potential for that for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just there in seconds and mm-hmm. it's done. So let's see where all that goes. But there's been more developments this week, Jordan, when we come to BARD.
1: So tell us about BARD. Yeah, so yesterday Google up Google opened up early access to BARD. And for any unfamiliar with BARD, it's pretty much their challenger to Microsoft's uh, Bing and ChatGPT. Um, so BARD is now available to select users in the UK. You can join a wait list to try and get some early access. Oh, so there's a wait list for it? Yeah, so some people okay. are on the wait list. Some people have already gotten in and had a look. Yep. And I've read a couple of things about those who have already yep. had access. Um, but, look, Google's uh, said that the widespread general public access is going to be very slow to come out. They didn't even give it, didn't even give a date. Yep. So we don't not sure when we'll be able to access it, but... From what I've read, it's essentially the same, mostly the same experience yep. um, as chat GPT. You know, you provide it with the blank text box, which you can type any prompts you like. Um, but Google's been very clear um, that before you type into BARD, yep. it's not a replacement for the search engine, but it's a complementary tool. Okay. So he doesn't want to confuse it. Um, So it's something that users should bounce ideas off, chat about life to or, uh, (laughs) not kidding, chat about life or generate some writing drafts or whatever else. Chat about life. Uh, They've also got a very clear warning, which ChatGPT does now following all the issues they had not long ago, that uh, Bard may display inaccurate or offensive (laughs) information that doesn't represent Google's views. Which is pretty much the AI equivalent now of abandon <laughs> trusts, uh, all who type here. So well, that's a big disclaimer. Get you off everything. Yeah, but um, from those who have had the early access, there's some early signs that extracting the factual information from Bard is hit and miss. Even though Bard is actually connected to Google search results, which appears okay. to be factual. Yeah. Um. So it's also faster than being in Chat BT, but clearly there's still some uh, some development to come. Again let's see what we're talking about in, in oh,
0: six months' time, let alone 12, oh, but yeah. the one thing that I'm not surprised has followed all these developments in AI, Jordan, is news outlets looking for money because these mm. things are all about the money, as we know. You follow the money follow trails the money. and all of these. So um, today's Wall Street Journal, which is very interesting, a piece there looks at publishing executives, and I'll quote, um, in recent weeks, publishing executives have begun examining the extent to which their content has been used to, air quotes, train AI tools such as ChatGPT, and how they should be compensated and what their legal options are. According to, is one of my favourites, people familiar with meetings oh. organised by News Media Alliance, which Very is a publishing good. trade group. Two weeks so, in a row we've had that one. Yeah, we've got people familiar with meetings, so <laughs> rock solid here. Solid. Uh, Now, um, and what they're sort of saying is, and here's a quote from Robert Thompson, the CEO of News Corp. Uh, He says, clearly, they, as in the AI services, are using proprietary content. There should be obviously some compensation for that. So I guess what this comes down to and is what the Wall Street Journal says is whether AI companies had the legal right to scrape content off the internet and feed it into their training models. Now, when it comes to scraping content off the internet, I know places where that happens. They're called newsroom. That's it, Do they compensate the internet for that? No, I don't know about that. So uh, now OpenAI uh, has said that um, they have been relying a lot on the fair use provision, which is uh-huh. a provision that prevents people having to pay. So let's see what happens with that. But it comes back to the big issue here and that is publishers need these big tech companies, the Googles of the world, to send their content as far and wide as they possibly can to get an audience. So yep. they need that, and it benefits them. At the same time, the publishers want the tech companies to pay them for distributing their content for them, and that at its heart is, is one of the issues on this. Now, it's a big ask for the publishers who have traditionally been the ones making the demands for decades. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. They were the ones in control of the information. They're not now. Now the tech companies have the money and they've got plenty of it. So the publishers don't have a whole lot of cash anymore and that cash is shrinking still. So there's a lot more to play out in this space, including the threat that Google may walk away from some other lucrative publishing deals. So let's see where it goes because uh, that was always going to be uh, a debate when OpenAI came out. How can news outlets get some revenue off that? Now we're going to areas here where I guess revenue isn't so much of a big issue, but that's brands, Jordan. So Kantar Brands has released the results this week of Australia's most valuable brands. We look at this quite regularly on the source week in review. So tell us what we're looking at here. What are the brands that have done really well on this in Australia?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the uh, the results for, for this particular um, report... They're based off the responses of nearly 46,000 people across the 965 unique brands and, and uh, 74 categories. I thought the results were quite interesting. Um, we'll get into that a bit, but the banks have uh, have dominated the top 10 list yeah. here. Top of the list as the most valuable brand is ComBank. And uh, then second on the list, you've got Canva, which is the online design app, Yep, essentially. Third is Woolworths, which we've seen plenty of times in the top ten lists. Um, then you got Telstra, you got ANZ, Coles, National Australia Bank, Westpac, Bunnings, and then Seek, which is the job uh, job search platform. There, um, some of these key findings. The, the, the wider list is forty brands long. The uh, the top. 40 brands collectively are worth $125 billion US, which is a serious amount of money. Yeah. Retail was second most popular as a category behind banks uh, in the top 40. Uh, there were both new and established brands in the top 40, including the Australia Post at 19th, uh, Afterpay at 20th, and then Great Northern, the uh, the lovely beer that I've never had a drop of, <laughs> at 39th, so... That's uh, that's the list.
0: It's really interesting, um, and the banks, like you said, th- this always surprises me mm. in Australia. Our relationship with our banks, because there was a time there. I'm thinking maybe a decade or so ago when people hated the banks. Yep. I was seeing as, uh, as profit makers. We've said on the podcast before the global financial crisis arrived and all of a sudden the banks were everyone's friend again because yeah. they were a safe haven, even though they were strongly backed by the federal government at the time. So here they are again. Now, I only say this is interesting and this time because we've got rising interest rates. I want to read out part of a story from the Sydney Morning Herald okay. two months ago. Mm-hmm. The quote here, the big four banks are forecast to rake in record combined profits of more than $33 billion this financial year.
1: Jesus.
0: Even as investors remain wary about the risk of rising bad debts. So we have these banks are making enormous profit. And who are they making profit from? Australians uh, in many ways. Um, This story went on to say that while the bank's bad debt charges were likely to eventually climb higher because – of rising interest rates and people defaulting. uh, There were no signs of this happening yet. And in fact, it may not occur until late this year or even next year. So I just find this interesting the way Australians think about these banks, obviously, We value the security. So many people are tied in with banks in terms of investments, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So there they go. It's really interesting as these banks make record profits off Australians that we still rate them so highly. Now, last weekend was the first weekend of the year in which we had the ability to compare the TV ratings of the NRL and the AFL. Yep. It was the NRL round three last week and it was the AFL round one. So we've been waiting for this just to see what these ratings were like. Now, Friday's one we can compare because we had free-to-air and uh, we also had um, paid television coverage. So Friday, the free-to-air. Now, 7... AFL Friday Night Football, it wins that one in terms of football, 551,000 were watching Mm -hmm. that on free-to-air. NRL, that was in fifth spot for the night behind the news bulletins, but eighth spot uh, was, no, sorry, I'll make that. Twelfth spot was the NRL match at two hundred ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So the AFL at five fifty one thousand free to wear the NRL at 299 yep. But we also got to add in here the pay television, and this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. So on pay television last Friday night, the number one show was. Uh, NRL Friday Night Footy. Roosters and Rabbitohs, 328,000 people watching there. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the AFL Geelong Collingwood, 259,000 on then, um, they're both games that were shown on free to wear as well. So, rugby league picks up there. There was another rugby league game on that night, which wasn't on free to air TV the Knights and the Dolphins, 261,000 uh, for that one. So, also that night, there was a one day international cricket match, Australia and in India, 63,000 on a pretty big night. So, we can see that if we go across now to Saturday, where there was no free to air rugby league, but We'll just have a look at Saturday. There was an AFL match. that was fourth around the country, 416,000. Free to air, but sorry, subscription TV, paid television. Number one, the Broncos and the Dragons, 335,000. Followed by the Cowboys and the Warriors, 267,000. And then we had our first AFL game was Melbourne Western Bulldogs at 210,000. Down to number 15, the Gold Coast and Sydney AFL match at 92,000. So pretty low that one. That's very low. I guess observations there, AFL still performing really well on free-to-air TV. NOL is the leader on paid television and a good leader at that too. But let's see what happens tonight with the Broncos and the Dolphins and the Lions and the Demons because for whatever reason, tonight in Brisbane, we have two really big games of footy uh, separated by a few kilometres. The Brisbane Lions' first home game of the year versus the Melbourne Demons. Yep. One of the premiership heavyweights, of course. And then we've got the Broncos and the Dolphins, the Battle of Brisbane. It's sold out. Jordan McDonald, what are you going to watch tonight?
1: I will be watching the Broncos v Dolphins. Okay, I am more interested in the AFL generally throughout yep. the year, but it's not every day you get to see the uh, the rival Queensland team in its first year undefeated take on the older Queensland team, also undefeated, uh, and see who comes out on top. Who's going to have their first loss for the season? Yes, true. So. Uh, Plus, you've got all the dramas of uh, the NRL in general. You know, you've got the collisions, the head concussions, Kirfusi's out. It's um, you know. it, it's astonishing the way this
0: has gone, this one. The Dolphins have come in. We've only known about them coming in for, I guess, about 18 months or so. They've mm-hmm. had to build a team from scratch. This is what the NRL was really after when we started to do this, a situation where it's just been the talk of the town this week. Um my neighbours who I hadn't seen for a couple of weeks have been away when they came back. I saw them, the first thing they said was, who do you think will win, Broncos or Dolphins? They're not necessarily really big sporting people. So uh, a lot of people are talking about this at the moment. It's a huge um, bonus for the NRL that it's at this level. But it's just more of the NRL and the way it can stay in the headlines. And it's a bit of a rare one. It's in the headlines this week. Not so much because of the controversy, but because of
1: the big game itself. Correct. But
0: that's not quite the NRL in the way it often goes.
1: No, the NRL thrives on controversy. I mean, we look at the media just before the NRL season started, you know, they were already stoking the fires between sort of Wayne Bennett and the Broncos, creating that big storyline, which, you know, has worked out brilliantly for them this week. Yeah, um, absolutely. You've also got the important issues of the head safety with the players and, and how to start punishing or cracking down on that issue within the sports. Um, you know, we've seen a few of those across the, the different oh, codes this week too. The NRL
0: has this unbelievable ability. You know, Robert Craddock, you know, Crash, who's yes. been on our podcast before, he calls it the, uh, the never-ending bushfire <laughs> it's a bushfire that doesn't go out and it That's just right. works for rugby league as people does. talk about it.
1: talk endlessly about it, so you really could.
0: I'm this sure Rugby Union wishes it had as uh, 5% of the controversy in NRL. Oh, you
1: would benefit tremendously from 5% of
0: that. It would, people would, would talk about it. Now, speaking of controversy, now we haven't done this for a couple of weeks, but we wanted to reintroduce it. The Celebrity Mags and what's on the front covers is of our Celebrity Mags. Now... Uh, Jordan, you can start with the Woman's Day this week. There seems to be a few angry people on the front here, a few uh, shouting and angry looks and head scratching.
1: What's happening? Yes, so we've got the Royals yet again. we got yes. war over Queen's will, exclamation mark. That's one for that page there so far. It siblings is. turn on Charles.
0: The siblings turn on Charles as if he doesn't have enough going on Charles. Now he's
1: got siblings turning. That's it. Uh, next to that you've got Carrie's Rebound Romance with co-hosts, our second exclamation mark there too. Just beneath that we've got some Married at First Sight drama finale bombshells, Who Really Stays Together, exclamation mark, that marks three. Underneath yep. marks our fourth exclamation mark, we've got Tiger Lily Hutchins uh, Missing for Two Years. Mm. Uh Un- left across underline too there. Yes, that underline there. Yeah. And then we've got my stalker is back. Nicole's nightmare. Yep. Um, so it looks plenty happening on that. What's the what's the count there? We've got one, two, three, four. I count four with a possible fifth just underneath Will there in that little yeah, sticker there. Yeah, you do. And you also
0: fifth. have regular use of italics to really get people on edge in the headlines mm. and uh, underlining. Now, new idea. Let's go across there. There's it all happening there. Now, Priscilla Presley uh, could be getting kicked out of Graceland from what I can see here and taking her exclamation mark with her as well. I don't know what's happening there, but there's a Married at First Sight story. There's a story about, looks like, Richard Wilkins' secret wedding. Um, oh. now I'm wrapped. That's very good. And here's one, King's Worst Nightmare Paternity Test Shock. Oh. Next to him, of a photo of uh, Prince, Harry there. Prince Harry. So... I don't know if that's a paternity test shock for one of their cats or guinea pigs or it's pretty loose in information there. So Mm -hmm. there we go. Royals again... The Presleys seem to work for New Ideas I mean, and I'm not, I'm not having a crack at them these magazines for what they did they are very successful these magazines and tapping into their audiences mm. I must say the Presley one surprises me that audiences are still big on Priscilla Presley yeah. or the Presleys in general uh, following the death of Lisa Marie but um, yeah Richard Wilkins is obviously uh, seen as a, an asset for these magazines so they always teach us something in these magazines in terms of, you know, never look down your nose at this because these get audiences and they do it really well. It's been their stock and trade for decades. Always worth checking in. Not a massive fan of the exclamation marks, but hey, that's the style. Now, what's the weekend for you after the NRL extravaganza? And not to forget that the Lions and the D's will be a very good game tonight as well, but will be. what happens for you after that?
1: Mm, nothing. I have a an empty weekend, a, a rotted empty weekend, what oh, oh, I good. like to call it, so I'll be doing very little this weekend. I'll be at home doing yard work, no doubt. And a
0: massive happy birthday to Ainsley, whose yes. birthday is today. Yes, it is. This is enormous. So yes, Ainsley's... It's the carnival of Ainsley here, be, isn't it, it? will be a carnival. <laughs> be a carnival, and uh, so happy birthday to Ainsley. All sorts of... Uh, Festival type things to be happening there now. After that, um, oh, also happy birthday to sensational Steel Talon, one of our guests. Oh, that's right, he did. Big birthday for Steelo, too. Yes, birthday, birthday of Sunday. So there's a bit of a function for Steelo. So we wish him a very happy birthday. Yes, we do. And the devils ta- travel to Tweed Heads to take on the seagulls looking pretty good for that one i don't know i've got to work out whether the game kicks off at new south wales time or queensland time Oh yeah. so if i can get my head around that (laughs) that's (laughs) going to be a very big start (laughs) because you're either going to be an hour late or an hour early or whatever i don't know i'll try and work it out enjoy the
1: weekend you too